trying to build here and the type of success we're looking to, to have and, and hopefully sustain. I'm not worried about the outside noise or what, what people are writing about, what people are saying. When we step on that field, we're ready to go to war for our brothers. It's unnecessary roughness. When you have great coaches, then after you have great coaches, you get great players. You have a great organization, and you tell them one thing. Just win, baby. This is Unnecessary Roughness, broadcasting live from the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio. Here's your boy Q. And welcome in and welcome back, Raider Nation, to another edition of Unnecessary Roughness here on Raider Nation Radio 920. My man Ari is in the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio. I am in the home studio coming off the heels of a fantastic JT the Brick show. He's putting together this all Raiders team, and hopefully you've been paying attention, even chiming in and giving a contribution to the show. It's going to be a couple-week project, but I think it's perfect, especially for this time of year putting together a, a team of all-time Raider greats, which the Raiders throughout the history of their organization have had a lot of all-time greats. And it's so funny, as I was listening to the show earlier today, and he was talking about defensive linemen, it just, it's so funny what some of these guys really mean to you. And you can kind of tell the era of when you were li- uh, watching Raider football, depending on the reaction when you hear a certain name. So as I'm listening and I hear Chester McLaughlin, I was like, ooh, man, I remember Big Chester, right, playing next side uh, Daryl Russell and rest in peace, obviously, uh, to both those guys. But, man, it's just it's just hearing those names, hearing Chester McLaughlin, hearing Daryl Russell. And then there was a caller, and I hate that I forget exactly what the caller's name was, but he called in and he mentioned Derek Burgess. And all I could think about is how damn dominant Derek Burgess was for the years that he played with the Raiders. That was the dude who, even though he wasn't – the biggest guy kind of looked like he was a little bit undersized as a as an edge rusher. He always found a way to get to the quarterback, and he threatened to have the the uh, you know the record, the Raiders' record as far as a uh, season season total sacks multiple times. I mean, the dude was just phenomenal. But when I heard I was driving and I heard Derek Burgess' name, and I, I don't know, hopefully nobody was looking at me, but all of a sudden a smile just came to my face. Just I just immediately thought of Derek Burgess. I was like, dang, he is one of those guys that not too many people talk about to this day, but Man, what an impact he made on the silver and black. And he was a lot of fun to watch for the years that he played with the Raiders. So I think that this uh, project that JT is putting together, again, one, for this time of year, it's great. It gets you right fired up in time for, uh, for training camp, which opens up on the 26th. That'll be the first day of practice. The veterans report on the 25th and the rookies report on the 20th. We've got a little bit of a schedule that uh, the Raiders sent over to us as far as media availability around those days. So we'll get to that at some point. But, Trust and believe it's not anytime too soon. It's not till the 26th. But I say it's not anytime soon. It'll be the end of the month before you know it. I mean, I remember when it was June. Hell, June 20th, I went on vacation. Now all of a sudden it's damn near the middle of July. <laughs> right? I mean, it's just like this time flies by so much. So make sure you're tuning in to JT noon to 2 on Raider Nation Radio 920 as he puts together uh, this all-time Raiders uh, you know, team. And, again, a lot of it, a lot of the feedback is coming from you, Raider Nation, and helping put this team together. So a little bit of class participation, if you would say. Again, noon to 2, JT the Brick here on Raider Nation Radio 920. With all that being said, we're coming in hot as well, right? Excited about the show that we have today. We have a fantastic lineup of guests, as we always do, uh, talking about a variety of subjects. And, of course, we'll have uh, a topic that I'll throw out there to Raider Nation and less of feedback as well at 702-365-9200 and the don'tbebroke.com text line 69187 keyword R&R. Hopefully everyone had a fantastic weekend. They were safe and had a really good time. And I'll tell you right now, man, the city of Las Vegas has been popping all weekend long from the time that we were at the Sahara Las Vegas at the Azilo Ultra Pool on Friday. Uh, it was so hot out there. My laptop
laptop kept shutting down. But we, we muscled through it. We had a great time. Everyone who came out had a great time. Everyone who came out had a, got a lot of prizes and got hooked up. So we definitely appreciate them for having us and appreciate you for uh, coming out as well. But, I mean, all kind of different events have gone on from Kevin Hart concerts to uh, Summer League going on and uh, just kind of all kind of different events have happened. And uh, I've tried to have myself in the thick of things. All UFC 290 was this weekend. Fantastic. Our, our guy, DeMond, did a great job of covering that. I mean, we have been – all over the place, all weekend long. So uh, glad to be with you for another week. Coming up at 2.30, Vic Tafer from The Athletic, he put out a piece this morning just ranking the Raiders' defensive position groups. So the defensive line, the secondary, the linebackers, the safeties, you know, the corners. He put this list together, and it's funny. Uh, I've been really focusing a lot on the defense, which I'm going to continue to do. And I'll tell you right now, one of my biggest focuses all season long of course, we're going to talk about the offense and put a, talk about the guys that put up the points. But a lot of my focus is going to be on the defense because I feel like it's been so long since the defense was square or the, uh, the the attention was squarely on the defense that that's going to be my number one priority. I can feel it now. It's been my number one priority all off season long, and you know just how they put this defense together. So Vic Taver put out this piece on the Athletic. It's called a ranking ranking the Raiders' defensive position groups from most to least stable. So we'll talk to Vic Tafer coming up at 2.30 about that. At 3 o'clock, I mentioned Summer League, Sam Smith, Bulls.com. Uh, he's a legendary writer. Uh, he, he put out the book, The Jordan Rules. He was out at Summer League on Friday. I had a quick second. I got to see him. It was so packed, Ari. It was packed like sardines on Friday uh, for, the, for the debut of Victor Wimbenyama that did not go very good. But I'll tell you right now, his, his follow-up performance last night Looked a whole hell of a lot better. So uh, there was a lot of people that were overreacting, in my opinion, from what they saw on Friday. And I don't hear as many people talking as loud as they were after he played last night. And look, this is, uh, what, 19-year-old kid. He's coming from France. He's learning the NBA game. It's going to take a little bit. Everybody we've talked to has said it's going to take a little bit of time before he eases into the NBA game and is uh, able to be the guy that everyone expects him to be. And you know what? At some point, he might not even live up to those expectations because they're sky high right now. But there was a lot of of talking bad about him on Friday and Saturday and not so much yesterday as he put in a hell of a performance. But uh, Sam Smith, I got a chance to run into him on Friday. And as I'm over there in the little the media section, uh, <clears throat> so he, he – um, Matter of fact, he's texting me right now. He had his flight canceled, so he'll be at the airport. Oh, it's all good. Anyway, no worries. So he'll still join us at 3 o'clock. But, yeah, uh, so I got a chance to run up and say hi, and I wanted to sit there and talk to him a little bit more. But there were so many people that I really couldn't get in and, 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 and talk too much. And, and so I ended up eventually leaving around halftime. I ended up leaving the game just because there was just so many people. And, I mean, there was people in the hallways there at the Thomas and Mac. There was people sitting on the steps. There was people just kind of wandering around. And I was that guy that was just kind of standing there trying to stay out of everyone's way. And I was like, yeah, this is, this is for the birds. But I got it. I understood it. So I uh, was able to catch up with him for a quick second. So happy to, that he'll join us coming up at 3 o'clock to talk all things Summer League and what he saw from Victor Wimbenyama from Friday. So yesterday, so that's coming up at 3. At 3.30, late addition to the show, Amber Wilson from ESPN. She's part of Joe and Amber on ESPN, but she's been filling in on the morning show with Freddie Coleman. Freddie and her have been doing the morning show, been doing a fantastic job. Got some legal things that have been going on in the world of sports when it comes to college football, uh, also college basketball when you look at Bob Huggins and the fact that he resigned 
we thought he resigned. Now he's saying he didn't resign, and now he's going to sue to try to get his job back from West Virginia. Just a big cluster there, uh, if you know what I mean. That's going on. And then what's going on with uh, Coach Narduzzi and Northwestern and the hazing situation. And Amber, oh, by the way, is a lawyer. So we're going to get her legal chops in on that. Also, we'll talk some NFL with her as we're, you know, uh, about two weeks away from the first practice in NFL uh, training camps coming up. So we'll talk all things NFL. We'll talk uh, maybe in some summer league with her, but we'll definitely deep dive into the legal side of things when it comes to college football and also college basketball because that is her expertise. Then at 4 o'clock, very excited about this conversation, Eric Edholm from NFL.com. I mentioned him on Friday. We were talking about Mad Max Crosby, and I was talking about expectations for Max and what he could do to take the next step. And I even doubled down and talked about him again on my podcast today just because I think it's an intriguing conversation. Well, he's the guy that wrote the article on NFL.com about 2023 NFL season predictions and uh, each AFC team's non-quarterback MVP. And I mentioned on Friday that he had Mad Max Crosby. Now, he talked about uh, Josh Jacobs. He talked about Devontae Adams and how they easily could be in the running as well. But ultimately, he went with Max Crosby, which I don't think anyone in Raider Nation has a problem with that. <laughs> right? I saw Max Crosby, and I said, of course. Why wouldn't he be uh, the guy that, that represents the Raiders for a non-quarterback MVP? And, you know, I really do believe that he – Given some help that I believe he's going to have this year for, uh, for on the defensive side of things, I really do believe he's going to be in the running. His name is going to be seriously considered in the running for, uh, for Defensive Player of the Year. And it's funny, I've been having a bunch of conversation back and forth on, on Twitter, which we all know what that is. That's a cesspool. I've had a lot of conversation on Twitter about – you know, individual goals and why it's not about individual goals, it's about the team. And ultimately, I'm like, wait a minute. Everybody should have individual goals. Right. And, and, and I know for a fact that he does. <laughs> I know he has individual goals and I think anyone worth the salt should have individual goals. Now, of course, it's not bigger than the team. Let's not get it twisted. It's not bigger than the team. Obviously, you want to win games. But if Max Crosby is in real serious conversation about NFL Defensive Player of the Year, you know what that means? That the Raiders are winning some games. They're winning games. They're not going to give it to a, a, a guy that's on a team that goes six and 11. Right. That's reality. If you think that wins don't matter, you're wrong. And I don't like to come to the show and say that you're wrong about anything. I appreciate everyone's opinion, but wins matter. Wins matter because you can have all the stats you want, but if you're on a team that ain't worth the salt, they're not going to look at you. Right? And so I've had a bunch of back and forth and telling me, you know, I said 15 sacks should be, you know, where he is and then closing out games. And we had a deep conversation on this, Ari, on Friday uh, while I was at the Sahara Las Vegas. And, you know, it's like, oh, no, the number's got to be higher. And I'll, honestly, I don't think it does. I don't think it, it, it comes down to the numbers. If you remember, and I actually had this wrong, when Khalil Mack won Defensive Player of the Year, he didn't have 15 sacks. He only had 11. He only had 11. But in a couple months stretch, he had 10. And he had a bunch of game-changing plays, including a pick six off of Cam Newton right before halftime at the Oakland Coliseum, a bunch of sacks, a strip sacks. I mean, he had those plays that wowed you. He had those plays that, that stood out and won games. And that's what I'm talking about when it comes to Max Crosby. And so that's what I think ultimately matters. Yeah, numbers are fantastic. I'm just saying 15 because I think that that's right around where he probably could be anyway coming off a 12-and-a-half sack season. If he has a little bit more help, I think he's going to increase that number. That's, but that's just me. But at the end of the day, man, it's about winning games. And if he's helping his team win games by closing out games, you think he's not going to get some national recognition? I'll wait. <laughs> right? I'll wait. I know he will. 
So, anyway, don't get me fired up already. It's only, it's only 10 minutes into the show. I'm already fired up. 702-365-9200-69187, keyword R&R. Of course, that's the don'tbebroke.com text line. That'll be the number and the text line that you use when you chime in on the show whenever you do. Also, excited, excited, excited about this. The Lotus Summer of Fun has been going on. We are – this is a company-wide contest, meaning someone in Seattle could win, meaning someone in Fresno could win, meaning somewhere everywhere there's a Lotus – Boise, Idaho, anywhere where there's Lotus broadcasting stations, somebody could win this competition. Well, Raider Nation, let me tell you, not only did someone from Las Vegas win in week two, but they, they won listening to this show on Raider Nation Radio – 920. So my man Wendell, he actually got hooked up. Myself and Ari got him qualified last week, and he won the trip to New York City. A trip to New York City, a bunch of cash, Broadway show. It's, but the thing is, the twist on this is you could take the trip or you could take the cash. My man Wendell, he took the cash. $3,000, cold, hard cash. Winner came from right here, not only not only in, in Las Vegas, so our, our stations, our sister stations, we have ESPN Las Vegas. We have Fox Sports Las Vegas, 1230 a.m. the game. We have The Point. We have Comp. We have the Spanish stations. We got all kinds of stations. But the station that had the winner, produced the winner for week two of this competition was Raider Nation Radio 920. And the show that got them qualified, damn it, was this show, Unnecessary Roughness. I'm just saying. So shout out to my man Wendell. So we're going to call Wendell. I say, Ari, about 345. Let's pencil that into the, to our schedule. About 345, we'll, we'll give him a call. He's already been notified that he's a winner, so it's not going to be a surprise. But, I mean, if we're going to get him qualified, we ought to call him and, and, and talk to him, right? We ought to call him, congratulate him, see what he's going to do, see how the family's excited and fired up about it. That's all going to come up at 345. So, as I mentioned, man, we're coming in hot. 2.30, Vic Tafer. 3 o'clock, Sam Smith. 3.30, Amber Wilson. Uh, 3.45, we'll call my man Wendell. 4 o'clock, Eric Edholm. And then 4.30, cover three NFL news and notes of the day. Plus, tonight, the Home Run Derby goes on. And my guy, uh, Jack Bond, who's filling in for Lee Sterling from uh, ParamountSports.com. I do a show with every single morning, Locked On Bets. We had a play today on the Home Run Derby and a long shot to win. It's actually our category called Bet a Little, Win a Lot. We have a really good play on a guy who might just go ahead and win the whole thing and earn you a whole lot of money. So before the show's over, you'll hear that as well. So we are loaded. We are locked and loaded in the best possible way here on Raider Nation Radio 920. So with all that being said, let's go ahead and jump into the opening drive. The opening drive of Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio 920 AM is brought to you by Paul Law. It's not about the injury, it's about the recovery. Got two quick texts before we get into any topic, both from uh, Sir Whiskey Ray. He said, happy Monday, gentlemen. And then the second one, it says, can you believe I got slapped in the face by an NBA player? Sincerely, Britney Spears. LOL. That is funny. That is, uh, you know, going back to the whole Victor Wimbanyama conversation and the security guard that apparently slapped Britney in the face. And then when you go back and look at the video, uh, no, she slapped Britney in the face. And so uh, I thought it was funny. And the first thing that made me scratch my head about that whole subject and conversation was when she said, I grabbed him on his shoulder. I was like, this dude's 7'5". I didn't grab him on his shoulder. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I didn't grab his shoulder. So I know damn well Brittany that's like five foot nothing sure didn't grab his, uh, his shoulder. And so when you see the video, it's like she, she touches him in the small of his back. And all the security guard does, if you haven't seen the video yet, is reach his hand back and slap her hand away from him. Never once glanced at her. Just made sure, like almost like a cat-like reflex. He saw a hand come in, whap, got it out of there. 
It's one of those things, man. And so, uh, you know, she slapped herself. Uh, the Las Vegas Police Department have already said that they're not pressing charges. So that case is done. Deal records. But, uh, Sir, Sir Whiskey Ray, thanks so much for uh, hitting us up on the don'tbebroke.com text line, 69187, keyword R&R, with that little nugget right there. So with that being said, I got the question that I want to throw out there. And I got a couple of these questions. One, I'm super excited about this Lotus Summer of Fun and the fact that Wendell got hooked up. So one question I want to ask that's just a fun question. We're doing this Lotus Summer of Fun. We're sending folks on an all-paid expenses trip. Where is a destination that you would like to go on a family vacation to and why? So just think about it. It's only July 10th. You have plenty of time to go on a summer vacation with the family. If you had an opportunity to go, where would you want to go? Say the radio station or anybody else. Who cares? It ain't your money. If someone else was, was sending you and your family on a vacation. I just came back from Hawaii. I thought that that was fantastic. Uh, was able to take the kids uh, for the first time. So little Q got a chance to experience uh, Hawaii. I think that that was really cool. But that's that's great. That's great. You know, that, that was a, a great little, uh, you know, feeling of accomplishment for me. Feeling like, hey, this, I actually did something. Being able to take, you know, the family to, to Hawaii and enjoy themselves for a week. So one of the questions I have is where would you like to go and why? So if you could have an all-expense-paid trip, where would it be? Again, my man Wendell got hooked up with the New York trip, which is Lotus Summer Fun Week 2. And we do have winning. We have, that matter of fact, the opportunity for you to get registered for those aviator tickets, which will get you registered one step closer to this week's trip, which is a five-day houseboat rental on Lake Powell, plus a $1,000 gift card for gas and food. Or, like Wendell, you could take the $3,000 cash. So that's coming up throughout the course of the show. Matter of fact, I'm feeling so good, I'm going to hook you up twice today. I'm going to get you in to win twice. That's how good I'm feeling. So, Ari, make sure you're standing by those uh, phone lines at 702-365-9200. We'll get that going quick, fast, and in a hurry. Uh, but I do want to know where you would like to go on that family vacation and why. If it was all expenses paid for, you didn't have to worry about spending no dinero, none of your own money. It's on Ari. Ari's going to take care of it. Ah. Not me because I ain't got that kind of dinero. So uh, we'll put it on Ari. You're the, you're the guy. I hope you like North Las Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> That's about all you're getting. I hope you like a trip to the <laughs> Oyo. <Boulder> City. <laughs> <laughs> right. The Oyo for Monday Night Football while Q is there. On Q, yeah. Yeah, exactly. I'll get you there, but the rest is up to someone else. <laughs> I heard that. I heard that. So that's one of the questions. But when it comes to the Raiders, and I saw this uh, article put out earlier by Pro Football Focus. They put out an article about optimism for all 32 teams across the league. Like, what is the reason for optimism for all 32 teams? And they rolled out their reason for optimism when it comes to the Raiders. And this is per uh, Trevor Sikama from Pro Football Focus, who's a good dude. I've had him on the show many times. Really appreciate him. He said, Derek Carr is out at quarterback, which some people might see as a good thing. But – be careful what you wish for. This team still has strong passing weapons in Devontae Adams and Hunter Renfro, plus Josh Jacobs has become one of the best running backs in the league over the past two seasons. Whether it's Jimmy G, Tom Brady, or the ghost of Rich Gannon at quarterback, the Raiders will have some weapons to distribute the ball to. So that was Trevor Sikama on Pro Football Focus. Reason to feel optimistic about the upcoming Raiders season. And it's funny, my mom was at the house uh, last night. We went and uh, had dinner for little Sarah for her birthday on Friday. So we went out to dinner last night. So my mom was at the house. We're playing little dominoes, talking a little trash. And she asked me what everybody asked me when they see me. What do you really think is going to happen with the Raiders this season? It's so funny because my mom, my mom hit me with like the, okay, now you, go, you, tell, you talk this every day for three hours on the radio. Now I want to know the inside. Like, what do you really think the Raiders are going to be like this year? And I say the same thing that I say all the time. If Jimmy G's healthy, the offense is going to be a, a, a force to be reckoned with. I truly in my heart believe that, similar to what Trevor Sikama just said uh, about the reason to feel optimistic about this Raiders team. The offense could be really good and really compete with anybody. The big question mark is always going to be, can the defense 
comp- you know, complement the offense and, and hold up their end of the bargain, especially with all the players that they've brought in. So, again, the reason for optimism when it comes to the Raiders for you is what? 702-365-9200 and the don'tbebroke.com text line 69187, keyword R&R. You know, I think it's easy, as I've mentioned many times, that the offense is going to be what everyone's excited about. But I think the reason for optimism, and it's funny because I I love to lean on the defense, I'm going to keep leaning on the defense. I believe that the reason for optimism, at least for me, is because of that guy that I've been talking about a lot, Mad Max Crosby. And the way that when we talk to him at the Raider Content Day at the Intermountain Healthcare Performance Center, and it's JT, Eric Allen, and myself, you've heard that conversation many times on this show. When you talk to him, one, he feels excited about the players that have been brought in. He knows what's in those walls, you know, playing those guys inside that building more than I do, right? So he feels very optimistic about those guys. He's excited about the youngster and Tyree Wilson. Uh, Of course, he likes playing with Chandler Jones. Uh, I don't know what he's going to bring back to the table. But the other reason is the way that he said he feels so much more confident and comfortable in this Raiders defense in year two. He said year one, even in training camp and and practice, you know, he was running, but he was hesitant to where he was going only because, you know, he just didn't, didn't know. He was still trying to learn. But now he knows. Now he's comfortable. Now he's running from spot to spot. He's making sure he puts his you know, foot on the, on the football first so that let everybody know, yeah, I made it here. So I'm going to lean on the fact that Max Crosby is not only going to be a force as far as a, on the field, his play, the numbers that he puts up or whatever, but I also believe his leadership is going to go a long way. I believe his leadership has taken a whole nother step. And I really started to see his leadership take that step last year when no matter what the case was, just like Josh Jacobs, he would talk to us in the locker room following. And he would be honest, brutally honest about it. You know, we've got to make more plays. This is on you, you know, on, on us. Raider Nation deserves better. I mean, there was so many things that he said, but I just believe that his leadership is going gonna, is gonna to be infectious because that's the kind of personality he has. When he does something, people are going to want to do it. Well, Max is doing it. He's one of those guys. Well, Max is doing it. I better do it. Similar to on the offensive side of things, when Devontae Adams is, you know, hustling to get from drill to drill, he's the best wide receiver in the league, right? So if Devontae Adams is doing it, then who, then who's not doing it? You know, then Hunter Renfro has to run from spot to spot, right? Then Jacoby Myers has to run from spot to spot because, look, if the best wide receiver in the league can do it, then, damn it, I better be doing it too. If he could do it and he already has earned his spot, he ain't, you know, he, Devontae could sit out all training camp and he'd have a roster spot. Max Crosby can sit out all training camp and he'd have a roster spot, but they won't. They won't because they want to put the work in. They want to put the work in to prepare themselves for an upcoming season. So I'm going to I'm a, I'm a go – I don't want to say out on a limb, but I'm just going to go against the, the easy narrative that's out there and say that the reason for optimism is that guy, Max Crosby, a guy that I've been talking about quite a bit. Did a whole show on him last, last week on Friday. Uh, going to talk about him a lot on this show today, especially when we talk with Eric Edholm from NFL.com coming up at 4 o'clock. That, that, that is the key, and I think that the team is going to go as he goes, and I don't think that all those guys on, on, on the other side of the ball, the guys that are playing with him, want to let him down. You know, he's one of those dudes. There's certain guys that are out there that you just don't want to let down, right, no matter what field you're in. It doesn't, you don't have to be a professional football player, but there's certain dudes. You know, my big thing when I was uh, at ESPN Central Texas, I didn't want to let my boss, David Smoke, down. I didn't want to because I knew his expectations for me were really high. So I never, ever wanted to let him down. Now, that didn't mean that I didn't do things right sometimes. Sometimes I still got myself caught up. But I, it wasn't for lack of effort, <laughs> right? It was like, hey, I'm going to do everything I can. Now, maybe every once in a while I either got too eager or I didn't do something the way I was supposed to do it, whatever the case may be. 
But the effort was always there, and I feel like that that's who Max is for this Raiders team, and especially the guys on defense that none of those guys want to let that dude down. I'm interested in a guy that we haven't talked about very much, Jerry Tillery, right? Jerry Tillery is the guy that was brought back. We know the big mistake that he made that Thursday night game against the Rams, but they obviously brought him back for a reason. They saw something in him that they that they like. So I, uh, I I'm interested. I'm interested in seeing what what uh, Jerry Tillery could do and what he brings to that Raiders defensive line. As a matter of fact, coming up at 2.30 when we talk to Vic Tafer, uh, obviously we'll talk Tyree Wilson, but we'll talk Jerry Tillery as well. Jerry Tillery is a, is a guy who I think could play an important role. We'll get a couple quick texts in before we take a break. Uh, first, don'tbebroke.com text line, 69187, keyword R&R. Uh, this was from Kobe from Kansas City. I think the offense will be good and skill positions are the reason for optimism on that side. But another side, I'm optimistic about who was brought in by Ziegler. I say this because so far, I trust his judgment on draft picks and free agents. If you think about who was brought in last year, they were good. Bilal Nichols, kind of no-show. Chandler struggled, uh, but he showed out in the latter half of the season. Because of that, I think the new additions are a big reason. Thanks, Q. Go Raiders. That's from Kobe in Kansas City. I like that. Uh, and I agree with you when it comes to the skill positions uh, on offense. They're definitely reason for optimism. But uh, I, I do trust Ziegler as well, right? And, and maybe that's a, a blind trust. And maybe that's just one of those that I think because he sounds the part, he looks the part, maybe uh, you know, that, that has me believing in him. But I, I, like, I like the moves that he makes. I think that he's a, a good GM and he's going to continue to be a good GM. Of course, ultimately what matters is W's, and that's going to have to come. Uh, one quick text from Sir Whiskey Ray. We'll take a break. Q, loving today's topic. I'd love to take the family on a Disney cruise to the Bahamas. I'd eat, drink, and put the stepkids in a 24-7 stay away from mom and dad on his dream vacation. I'm leaving to Fredericksburg, Texas. I'm Fredericksburg, Texas this Friday for a family reunion. I'm pumped. My last night in Texas will be in San Antonio. Any recommendations you have, Q? Thanks, as always. That's from Sir Whiskey Ray. And, man, the Bahamas, first of all, sounds fantastic. That's a place I'd love to go. I'd like to go to Puerto Rico uh, also. But, you know, the thing about that is I had a buddy that is a producer at ESPN Radio National, and he said, his name is Ben, and he said that he went to Puerto Rico, and he said that they were in the streets partying. It was almost like a club atmosphere in the streets. And he said, uh, what's that? Oh, an anaconda was by his leg. And I was like, get the hell out of here, dude. You're tripping. He's like, no, Q, like a real-life anaconda was by my leg, and I kind of bumped into it on accident. And uh, I was like, nah, man, there ain't no damn anaconda. What are you talking about? He said, dude, there was a guy in the streets – they're in Puerto Rico trying to capture this thing. And so I kind of was like, all right, I'm out on that note. But I still would like to go. <laughs> I mean, I've never seen or heard of that. All I see, the only time I seen an Anaconda was in the J-Lo movie with Ice Cube. <laughs> Let me tell you real quick, uh, I went to Puerto Rico. Okay. One of the few places I got to go, and it was amazing. I didn't Did see, any, see any, any Anacondas? No, I didn't. Okay. So, of course, it was great for me. <laughs> right. Had I seen one, yeah, maybe I wouldn't even, I wouldn't even be wanting to bring this up. But, yeah, no, it was amazing. Um, a couple quick things is they, a lot of people speak English. They're like a ton. Okay. And also they take the U.S. dollar, which I don't even know if that really? matters anymore because it's all cards and digital. Yeah, but true. at the time, this was several years ago. Yes. So it was, okay. it was, it was awesome. You sold me, man. Puerto Rico it is. Let's Puerto go. Rico. On, on me, everyone. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> Remember that song back in the day, that club song? Puerto Rico. Ho. Big Puerto pump, Rico. Bro. Oh, I don't remember the rest of the song. That's all uh, I remember. We'll dig it up. We'll yeah, yeah. Up. We, we got to find that one. That was a club banger, man. When that one came on the club, we were up in the club. Puerto Rico. You know, and I was like, man, I ain't got no business yelling out Puerto Rico, but I'm going to do it tonight. <laughs> I'm going to do it tonight because J-Lo might respond. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> she might be like, yes, Q. So there's that. So, yeah, good one, Sir Whiskey Ray. I definitely like that. But let us know your feedback. Two questions I have. What is your reason for optimism when it comes to this year's Raiders team? And also – 
as we're doing our Lotus Summer of Fun, we're sending folks on all paid expense trips. Where is your destination you'd like to go for a family vacation and why? I'm sold on Puerto Rico. I'm about to make that happen. No, I mean, I'm not really because it's not till next year. But I, I like that. That's a hell of an idea. So uh, I like that. And uh, I like Sir Whiskey Ray's Bahamas. But uh, Ari, I think you sold me on Puerto Rico. 2.27 is the time. When we come back, Vic Tafer from The Athletic will join the show. This is Raider Nation Radio 920. That was the opening drive of Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio 920 AM. Brought to you by Paul Padalaw. It's not about the injury, it's about the recovery. Not everybody can rush the quarterback. You gotta have something about you. You gotta have great technique. And also you gotta be physical and, and dominant to get to the quarterback. So third down and five for the Chiefs. Mahomes gets the snap. Pressure off the edge. Backpedals, backpedals. And slapped at the logo at midfield. Jerry Tillery. You're listening to Unnecessary Roughness with your boy Q. Broadcasting live from the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio. Little Tyree Wilson right there. Jerry Tillery's sack couple guys that are expected to have an impact on the Raiders defensive line in 2023 we've been talking about your optimism what is your reason for optimism when it comes to this year's Raiders team and also if you can go on a family vacation if you can have Lotus Broadcasting send you anywhere or our guy Ari send you anywhere he's gonna pay for it all you don't have to worry about it where would that family vacation be and why let us know 69187 keyword R&R that's the don't text line join us now on the phone lines from the athletic is our good friend Vic Tafer and he's a man that's gone on many different exotic vacations Vic where would your ideal destination be if someone would pay for a trip for you and the family uh, many years ago I went to Mallorca for my honeymoon I'd go back there I'd go back it was a pretty incredible place so that's my uh, I want to get back there at some point nice where what, what's the features there where is that and what's the features that are going on there Mallorca is a little island off of Spain. Wow. Uh, it's got everything you can think of that's good stuff. It's got the beach. It's got the food. It's got the, uh, the ambiance, the culture. It's just a, it's a great place, man. It's like uh, you go there, you don't ever want to leave. So uh, nice. I want to go back at some point. Yeah. Yes. Those places that you don't ever want to leave, those are the best. So, yeah, I, I like that one. Again, Vic Tafer is our guest from The Athletic here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Now, you put out a piece on The Athletic that I noticed early this morning, ranking the Raiders' defensive position groups from most to least stable, and we've been talking a lot about the defense, and we've been talking a lot about Max Crosby. So when you put this together, you talked about the defensive line off top being the most stable. What, uh, who, who do you expect outside of Max Crosby to step up this year? Well, ideally, ideally, Charlie Jones is the guy who was, you know, in those last few games, not the first bunch of games. I think he's a guy who's in a little better shape. I think he's pretty fired up to show that he has something left in the tank. And ideally, those two guys, I and mean, then Max kind of uh, groom. Terry Wilson, the guy who had in that promo earlier, would be the guy who can also be impact pass rusher. And right there, if you have three guys who can get to the quarterback, then everything else is possible behind them on defense. You know, and then Jerry Tillery is a guy that was brought up a, a couple times, and I know he was, uh, you know, mentioned in your piece as well. I, I kind of feel like he gets kind of lost in the shuffle. People don't start talking about him, but the Raiders decided to bring him back. What do you think Jerry Tillery could bring to the table now that he's been with the Raiders for a little while? Yeah, I thought he was solid last year. I think you heard some bad things about him with the Chargers. Obviously, he got cut, you know, first-round pick. But that's something to prove. I think he has a little push in the middle, gets some pass rushing skills. He, I, mean, I think you can use him ideally in a rotation of guys, kind of keep everybody flashing. There's a bunch of guys there inside. They want to kind of uh, compete against each other and kind of see who emerges. But I think it's a pretty good group. I think uh, Byron Young, the rookie, I think is kind of a interesting a guy who's a good prospect, a lot of interesting traits. 
they got the two guys from last year, you know, Butler and, and Farrell, who have to prove they can be uh, guys you can count on. And they got the big veteran guy, and John Jenkins, I think he goes 360. So he can be your guy against the run. So there's definitely some interesting guys inside who can try to help create some uh, some pressure along with the guys on the, on the outside. You know, you've been covering Max Crosby since he came into the league with the Raiders, and you've seen him grow and get better each and every year. Uh, he says that he wants to be the best, and he's keep continuing to work to get better. What do you see him, or how do you see him taking that next step? I think I knew Max back when he had no tattoos, if you can imagine that. <laughs> That's when he first wild. The <laughs> and now he's got uh, 45,000. But, uh, no, nah, he's a guy. He'll tell you he's he's constantly working. He's kind of a maniac, never lets up. He's, he's already probably you know, a top 30 player in the league. He wants to be better. He wants to be the best you know, defensive end in football. He's gotten better against the run. We all know what he can do against the pass. He's got, he's got the long arms. and just a guy who's a constantly a factor, trying to be a leader more and more as he goes on in his career. So, just a guy who wants to build a defense around, a guy who deserves to, have, you know, to win some games here. You know, and I, I remember back when Khalil Mack won Defensive Player of the Year, and, of course, you were covering the Raiders then as well. I mean, he didn't have the most sacks in the league. He only had 11, but he had so many impactful plays that won games for the Raiders. I think that that's the next step for Max is to have more of those game-changing plays or game-winning plays at the end. Yeah, I agree. I think a part of that is getting guys who are better around him, getting guys inside who can help create some that push inside, kind of get the quarterback looking for help. And I just think, like, a clue how that, that way about it. I think, I think Max is the same kind of way. I make those other guys better. Just to make those other guys a little notch above than what they've had in the past. Hopefully the guys we brought in last year and this year in the draft, those guys can be guys who can step up and help Max uh, get the job done. Again, we're talking with Vic Tafer from The Athletic here on Raider Nation Radio 920 Unnecessary Roughness. Cornerbacks you had listed at number two. How much competition do you believe there will be in training camp when it gets started on the 26th when it comes to the cornerback position? There'll be a lot, really, because I had to pick a couple of starters. I, I had no idea who to pick. I was like, <laughs> I went with Duke Shelley and, and Nate Hobbs, but uh, I have no idea if those guys are going to be the guys. I think it's wide open. Like they probably bring a veteran guy in. We were talking in the past about Marcus Peters, who I think is still end up here, but I think they'll bring a veteran in regardless if it's him or somebody else. But So veteran guy, those two guys I mentioned, you got the rookie, you got Bennett, you got uh, Nick Robertson who played last year a little bit, Sam Webb, Tyler Hall. So a bunch of guys who have a chance to really kind of approve themselves in training camp. And definitely there's a spot to be won both on the roster and also in the starting lineup. Do you think Nate Hobbs would be better suited to be in the slot or be on the outside? I think he's better inside. I, I think Nate thinks he's better inside, but that's not the plan right now. I think the plan right now is to put him on the outside. And, uh, you know, I guess the coaches know more than, than I do. We'll see. But, um, I mean, obviously, he's a competitive guy who's got the, you know, he's got the, the ball hawking skills you want and the, the edge you want. I'm not sure he has that elite athletic ability that you want in, in a top cornerback, but he's a tough, tough guy. That's what he wants to win. So, it's interesting to see where he winds up if it's outside or, or inside. Well, one guy that may make it a little difficult on him being on the inside is Tyler Hall, and he's a guy that just kind of came on out of nowhere last year. I kept looking at the roster like, damn, man, who's that number 37 guy? I mean, he just seemed like he was always around the ball. How much of a factor do you think he can make the, uh, in training camp? I think a lot. I think you're right. I think he's always around the ball, which is the thing that coaches love. And that's something this coach especially want to see more of guys who can get some turnovers and create some pressure and, and also just kind of be around the ball. I think he's a guy who showed last year. You have to imagine with experience, he'll get better. He's kind of new to this thing, but they're clearly a guy who's so far taking advantage of opportunities and hopefully will do some more and get more of a chance to play more often. 
Again, we're talking with Vic Tabor from The Athletic here on Raider Nation Radio 920, talking about the, the rankings of the defensive units, talked defensive line, talked about the cornerbacks, the safety position. I feel like, Vic, and, and I would love to hear from you, I feel like that this is a really important training camp and preseason for Trayvon Merrick just to, just to solidify his spot on this roster. Yeah, I totally agree. I think at this point the coaching staff still does not quite know what to have in, in Merrick. I think they kind of they know what he was in college and know some of the struggles he's had along the way the last couple of years, different different staffs his first two years. But I think mean, not a guy who's really emerged and kind of been getting count on, whether it's in the passing game or the other run run defense game. So clearly I think he ideally game with experience has gotten better and we'll see if he has more of an edge to him. But I think he's a guy that definitely has something to prove to the coaching staff of this training camp. What do you think Marcus Epps brings to the table, a guy that they brought in early in free agency? Well, he knows how to win. That's what I mean. They want guys who win. He won with the Eagles. I'm not sure you know, how big a part of that he was. But he's a guy who clearly is good against the run. I think he makes tackles, which is, which is key for a cornerback. He doesn't miss tackles. I think um, I'm not sure about the pass defense part and the, the deep in the, uh, the secondary. But I think he'll get a chance to show he can be an all-around player, which is what he wants. The kind of guy to take on more. The leadership role we had last year probably in Philadelphia. But just a guy who I do is younger, getting better, but clearly the the, the the main thing for him and, and the Raiders why they wanted him was because he can't tackle. He gives you a guy who's solid in secondary as far as being the last line of, of defense. Talking about the Raiders' defense and looking at the rookies, and we mentioned Tyree Wilson, Jacorian Bennett. There's Chris Smith as a safety. Uh, they got Byron Young as a defensive tackle. You know, they've got, they've got guys. They drafted six dudes on the defensive side of things. How patient do you think that the Raiders will be in their development and getting them out there on the field? I think it's going to be a mixed bag. Some guys will sure take longer to develop, but some guys have to get out there. There's definitely these openings now. And I think, you know, this, this regime of, you know, Ziggler and McDaniels, they're going to be judged on, on these draft picks. I mean, right. that's been the knock on this team for, for the last, what, 10, 15 years? And the draft picks have all been terrible. Mm-hmm. So this is really this, this regime's first kind of true class of guys they've researched and brought in and, and kind of swear by. So they, they want guys who are going to get impact sooner than later. So these guys will have a chance to do that this year. Who do you think, if, if do you have anybody off the top of your head that you think will get the earliest action as far as the rookies go? I have kind of a weird feeling about Byron Young. I think Byron Young is a guy who I kind of slept on you know, the pre-draft process. But the more I've watched, the more I've heard about him and talked to people who know him. And the Raiders. I just think he's a guy who can play uh, up, up and down the line, inside, outside. I think he has some, some pass rush skills. He has some run defense skills. I think he has a good motor. I think he's a smart guy. from like the other guy who learned how to win in college. So I think he's a guy who I think will creep up and, and get some more time sooner than, than later. Again, we're talking with Vic Tay for his piece out in The Athletic right now, ranking the Raiders' defensive position groups from most to least stable. And, Vic, that leads me to the linebacking position. And I got a buddy that goes by the name of Most Known Unknown, and I feel like this group, this linebacking group, is the most known unknown, right? I mean, I just I have so many question marks that don't really know anything about this linebacking core, and you have it listed as last, so being the least stable. What are your thoughts on the linebacking core? Yeah, I almost put uh, me on the inside and you on the outside. I figured that might <laughs> right. was a chance. So it's, uh, it's totally brand-new faces, pretty for the most part. I mean, Divine Diablo is the rock, which does a lot right there. He's a guy still kind of proving himself as well, kind of a young guy who's kind of got bigger. But he's the, he's the one true guy to have. Everybody else is kind of a question mark. With Brian Spillane from Pittsburgh, though he was kind of a, of a role player and a run-stopper in Pittsburgh, have a chance to kind of show he can do it all here also. But, uh, you know, Luke Masterson played last year, but I don't really know uh, what he's about, he's, I mean, it's tough to judge him based on last year's defense, what he was working with around him and coming in as a rookie. So, I mean, he's kind of a, a big question mark. It's him with, um, with, with the other Butler guys. So, I just don't know what they have there. I think um, 
They drafted Amari Burning, but he's more of a project. I think I'm not sure he'll be able to make a huge impact this year as a former safety. But again, and again, we talked about the uh, the cornerback spot. They also could bring in a veteran guy. I wouldn't be surprised if at some point they realized they had to. So there's plenty of guys out there in the market, guys who know what they're doing, had experience, and can you can plug in for a while. So the young guys are ready. Do you feel, or I feel like at least, that the linebacking position has been kind of, I don't want to say ignored, but it hasn't been prioritized for a long time. Is there a certain point where, hey, going and getting a big-time sideline-to-sideline linebacker becomes a big-time priority for the Raiders? Yeah, a few years back, with my, who is, I can't remember his name, the guy they brought in for all that money, um, former Ram guy, it's pretty bad. Oh, yeah, um, yeah, I know who you're talking about. Uh, <laughs> they paid him a lot of money. Yes. He wasn't very good. No, no, that was – uh, Oh, man, I forget. But, yeah, I know how exactly is, who you're talking about. Is that? Is that, how bad is that? Is a high price line back here. We can't think of his name. I shows you the impact. I can't remember now. I, man, it's, it's um, exactly, exactly, Corey, but, Corey Littleton. Hey, Corey Littleton, yeah. <laughs> uh, man, that was uh, – they tried, man. They tried to put some money on, on it, and it didn't, it didn't work out, obviously. I think Denzel Perriman was a guy who – Clearly, was the best guy to have it for many, many years. Yeah, uh, you know, a big time playmaker. Not great in pass coverage, but who cares? He, he ran down guys and, and beat the hell out of them, which was great to see. And just a guy who was also fun around to be around the locker room. I think that he kind of probably misjudged the free agent market. I think he thought he more out there for him. He got less than and Spillane did. So I think in hindsight, maybe I could have gone differently. But he was a big time playmaker, and yeah. one of the few that had here at that position in the last you know couple decades. So. They tried, but they failed. Now they're going to try with some young guys so they can plug them in and make that work. Yeah, they've got to go in and dip into the draft, and I think they've got to prioritize at one time. And it's funny about Perriman. We talk about his coverage skills. Hell, he tied for the, lead, the, for the team lead in, in, in interceptions last year with two. Him, him and, uh, and uh, Harmon and then Amik Robertson all had two apiece, and that was it as far as interceptions go, yeah. so there's that. <laughs> I speak to volumes to defense last year is how, how bad they were and not yep. able to get the ball back for the offense. So. That's clearly a focus of this defensive staff this year. They hope these guys are better getting the ball back. And, and we'll see. There's plenty of, like we said, plenty of opportunities for young guys to uh, come in and, and make a name for themselves. Yeah, no, there's no doubt about it. Well, Vic, great stuff, man. Great work on your piece, uh, ranking the, the defensive uh, units on the on that Raiders defense. And uh, we're about, what, uh, 16 days away from the first day of practice. You ready to get out there for training camp? I'm not, man. I'm not. I'm trying to make <laughs> these days as long as possible. I'm trying to uh, – it's the wine country at the beach. I got to do all kinds of things before I'm back out there watching. Nice, nice. Well, bring your bucket hat, man. It's going to be hot. You know that. So uh, we'll see you in a couple weeks out at, 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 the, at the facility, my man. Hi, partner. Take care. All right, you too. Vic Tafer, great dude right there from The Athletic, at Vic Tafer on Twitter. Really good stuff if you want to check out his piece. Again, ranking the defensive uh, position groups from most to least stable. We went through all of them, uh, but a lot of good stuff to go ahead and read and unpack as well. And I do believe, as I've mentioned multiple times, and Raider Nation, you can correct me if I'm wrong, I believe there's going to be a lot of competition for some open spots on that defensive side of the ball. I'm, I love the fact that it's led by Max Crosby. I love that the fact that Chandler Jones is there working with him, even though we know the production wasn't great last year. I just think that that leadership quality and helping the young dudes along is going to be critical because they have so many young bodies on that defensive side of the ball. So I think that that's important, but I think a lot of jobs are going to be up, up for grabs. And this is the first time I feel like in a long time that there's so many competition uh, for these spots. But uh, let us know your thoughts, Raider Nation. Again, 702-365-9200 and the don'tbebroke.com text sign 69187 keyword r What is your reason for optimism when it comes to this year's Raiders team? And then 
Also, we're doing our Lotus Summer of Fun. We're sending folks on all paid expense trips. Where is the destination you'd like to go on a family vacation and why? As my man Wendell won the trip to New York, he took the trip. Instead of taking the trip, he took the cash, which is $3,000, and that's okay too. That's nothing to shake a stick at. That's uh, definitely something to consider, and he got hooked up. We'll give him a call around 345 coming up. So 247 right now is the time. We want to hear from you. This is Radio Nation Radio 920. Now back to Unnecessary Roughness. With your boy Q, broadcasting live from the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio. Ho! Ho! I'm in the club! I'm in the club! Shout out to my man, Sir Whiskey Ray, who hit us up on the don'tbebroke.com text line at 69107, keyword R&R. Afro Rican, all of Puerto Rico is what he let us know. I knew that song was in my head, going back to my club days, back to when I was that dude, Tuesday night. Wednesday night, Friday night, Saturday night, hosting all those clubs. That thing got the club popping right there. Ari, I know as a music producer, as a guy that's been doing a lot of this stuff, I know you can appreciate that as well. I do appreciate it. I will say this, though. <laughs> I know it's different in a club, but after like 20 seconds, I was like, all right, I got I to gotta start cutting this because he just continues to go Puerto Rico, Puerto Rico. I know, but in the club, when everyone's having the, a good time. Yeah, yeah, you're cutting it up and they're scratching and all kinds of good stuff. So that's, yeah. Man, that's I didn't good. have to have any cutting or scratching. I just need to have. Go. I just need to have interaction with the audience, right? Mm-hmm. That's all I want. Love it. The, you know, the MC's on stage with the mic. Right, so when I say something, I want you know what they say. When I say it, you say it back, right? Yeah, exactly. exactly. So that that got the club popping, man. So yeah, that's I'm okay with that. Coming up at the top of the hour, we'll have Sam Smith, Bulls.com, uh, author of uh, the Jordan Rules, fantastic book. A guy that I had on my radio show when I was in Central Texas, right after the Last Dance. He was there at the summer league on Friday all weekend long. Matter of fact, he's at the airport right now. Uh, his flight got canceled, so he's going to join us from the airport, which is fine. You know, no, no worries, but uh, he's a very sharp basketball mind. Want to ask him about uh, Victor Wimbenyama, differences but what he saw from Friday to last night and how that guy's going to continue to grow, plus also some, uh, you know, some other guys that stood out when it comes to all summer league action. So Sam Smith joins us in a few minutes. Also threw the question out there, what is your reason for optimism when it comes to this year's Raiders team? And I asked a question about a family vacation. Since we're doing the Lotus Summer of Fun, uh, we're also hooking up a five-day houseboat rental on Lake Powell plus a $1,000 gift card for gas and food, or you could take the $3,000 cash, trip or the cash, whatever you want to do as part of our Lotus Summer of Fun. So I'm asking, where would you like to go? Where would you like to have a vacation to that you could take the family? That's another question that we ask here on Raider Nation Radio 920. I got this uh, text from Jim from Yonkers. said, Hope, you had a nice weekend. I'm optimistic about the development of our young players, but not optimistic just yet that it will result in wins due to the unknown of Jacobs and Garoppolo. For vacation, probably Disney for my daughter and her cousins. Thank you for a great show. Two months until kickoff. That's from Jim from Yonkers, and that's cool. I like that, man. Disney, uh, you know, Disney, you always got to go to Disney once for the kids, right? I'll tell you right now, I'll never need to go back to Disney ever. Right, the kids are old. They don't need to go to Disney. Disney is one of those places that is just such a monstrous place to walk around, and awesome. you know. And look, I'm that guy that I'm looking for a cold beverage, right? But a cold beverage at Disney is like forty five dollars. It's just <laughs> it's more than I want to pay. And you, you know, you just can't act too crazy either because you're at Disney, and you know it's against the Mickey Mouse type policies. So uh, thank you so much for that, Jim. We do appreciate you coming up next. Sam Smith, he'll kick off hour number two. It's Radio nine twenty.